Are you sick and tired of being emotionally exhausted like me running a business? So operating off of fumes and having nothing else to give to someone? Let's explore this important issue and learn how to transform exhaustion into empowerment. It's amazing to me how we wear burnout like a badge of honor, according to the World Health Organization. Now let's explore this important issue and learn how to transform exhaustion into empowerment. Are you like me, sick and tired of being emotionally exhausted, especially as you operate your business or your leadership department? In today's episode, we're going to dive into the topic of burnout, its symptoms, the effects, and how it can impact various aspects of our lives for the detriment. Hey, welcome to The Leveling Place, your source of support and guidance for professional women experiencing high levels of stress and burnout. Hey, it's your girl, Shantae Golson. I'm the host of The Leveling Place podcast. Today, we're going to look at some aspects of burnout in which will provide you some empowerment and understanding of its impacts. Now, first, we're going to talk about defining burnout and its symptoms. Secondly, we're going to talk about the financial and relational effects of burnout. We're then going to talk about how to debunk these burnout myths that we see on TV or we listen to other people talk. And for a final uh, bonus, I'm going to talk about identifying red flags and how we ignore these warning signs of burnout to include the cycle of burnout and how we are staying stuck. Now, I want you to stay tuned. I want you to ride along with me, grab your coffee, grab your tea, and let's go for this particular journey. Welcome to The Leveling Place, your source of supporting guidance for professional women experiencing high levels of stress and burnout. And in today's episode, we're going to delve into the topic of burnout, its symptoms, the effects, and how it can impact various aspects of our life. So let's explore this important issue and learn how to transform exhaustion into empowerment. Yeah, empowerment. So stay tuned. I'll be right back after the break. If you've ever wondered what this thing called burnout really is and how it's defined, then we're going to talk about this today and its symptoms. So let's first start off by defining burnout and exploring the symptoms. Now, the symptoms exist in areas of our lives in which we may not even realize. I'm talking about physically, mentally, and emotionally. And there are other aspects such as relationally and financially. Now, what are the warning signs that indicate you may be experiencing burnout? There are a lot of warning signs. Let's talk about this. Let's talk about the physical symptom. First and foremost, the physical symptom starts off very uh, incognito, if you will. 
you know, you may feel a little tension in your shoulders, in your neck, in your back, just a little. You know, you ignore it. You just think it's maybe how you sit in the chair. You think maybe how long you've been staring at the computer. But as time goes on, you constantly start increasing the physical symptoms in which you now identified as unusual. Now, if you compare this towards time, looking at about a 30-day ratio, you can tell how it escalates in time. Again, primarily it doesn't feel like anything unusual. And then later on, it becomes bigger than you can ignore. But you know what? We're good at ignoring what problems we have physically uh, because we just think it comes with old age or our body types or our uh, gender uh, or our uh, nationality. And I can go on and on. And you know this true. You know, because it's easy to say, oh, my mom experiences, my dad experiences. But what about if we come to understand that our physical body is trying to share a message with us that it is out of line simply because we are emotionally and mentally exhausted. And that's where the mental uh, symptoms come in even further. Now, I'm just giving you small snippets very small snippets to just get you to think about the concepts and how physically your body is trying to get your attention. Now, some people experience headaches, some people experience body aches, some people even experience redness of the skin. That was me. I have a tendency I've learned over time, I have a high level of stress tolerance. And what that means is when I'm stressed, I don't know it until it gets to a certain place that my physical body and my mental, my thought process or my mind has communicated with one another because it says this girl is not getting the point. And so now I look in the mirror and I see red uh, splashes and, and almost what appears to be a rash on my shoulder from the shoulder collarbone all the way down to maybe the beginning of um, uh, where my breast starts. I now have no way of ignoring that weight. What is going on with my body? And so as I began to pay more attention to it, I realized that it was relevant to the high levels of uh, prolonged stress. Now, what is this prolonged stress concept? It's just like it sounds. I started off stressed. I didn't recognize it. it. The calendar is moving and I'm constantly being stressed and re-triggered in stress. And now it's 30 days, now it's 45 days, now it's 60 days and the list goes on and on. And now I have no way of ignoring the impact. But guess what, people? Some people have an even higher or bigger tolerance level. As I shared with you in my skin getting red, that didn't happen in just a few days. I don't even remember happening in a month or, or so. It was a long period of time. So the word prolonged means there's been a delay in the recognition of stress and therefore time catches up with the ability to tolerate the stress. 
Let's move on to the mental aspect. But before we do that, if you have a question or you have a comment in your experience about uh, the symptoms of stress on your physical body, feel free to leave me a message. And I'm going to retrieve that message and I'm going to respond to it in accordance to what I think or what I can contribute to the conversation. Let's move on to mental. Now, when we talk about exploring its symptoms, we're talking about foggy thinking. We're talking about racing thoughts. We are talking about forgetfulness. We are talking about um, the inability to connect the dots. And that's a layman's way uh, of exploring that. But basically, the analytical skills are slowing down because our mind is tired. Yeah, that is really a real thing. Emotional or mental exhaustion. You're just tired. And, and it can leak into your physical body as well. Now, am I initially talking about the fatigue of your physical body? No, I'm talking about the standalone inability to function in a way that your brain carries out the task to provide a conclusion. Rather, it's kind of like a spinning wheel. It just constantly spins and you become somewhat of a robot, if you will, without motivation, without the desire to do things. And so we'll talk about mental exhaustion further down the line in the other podcast, but this is solely an overview and to introduce what uh, burnout is and understanding its impact. Now let's move on to emotional uh, symptoms. We're going to explore that. And as it relates to burnout and the symptom of emotional, this is where you are at a stage that you have nothing else to give. Now, does this start off at a heightened level? No, no, it doesn't. Um, It starts out at a small, especially if you're in the service business, especially if you're in the medical field. Now, I can't necessarily uh, contest to the effects in the other fields. I do work with other women and professional women in regards to their work and some of them are engineers and etc. I just think from my experience that people in the medical field somewhat has a greater complicity of this but all of us, all of us as professional women when we give out our energy and we don't receive any replenishment, we then become emotionally exhausted. And again, this is where we are just not motivated in being connected to a person, a place, a thing. We wanna be by ourselves because we need to re-up on our energy to be able to give more out. Now, more of what out? More of our duties, more of being able to lead, more of being able to share our thoughts, more of having this uh, eclectic approach of being present. And when you have a prolonged concept of burnout and the symptoms of emotional exhaustion, then think about that. When you're exhausted, how much can you give? 
And when you give and give without any replenishment, that's the power of self-care, then you run on fumes. But this is a, a dangerous place. All of it is a dangerous place just to be real with you. I've been there, done that. There are seven phases of burnout and I have hit 6.5. And we'll talk about that and what that looked like for me uh, at our upcoming episodes. But I tell you that it's something that you don't want to experience. So my particular concept is helping people to prevent burnout. But if you're already burnout, my particular concept is to helping you to overcome through tangible, tactile, realistic principles and practices. Moving forward, we're going to step into the concept of understanding the warning signs that indicate you may be experiencing burnout. So I want you to leave a message and tell me, how does it affect your energy levels, your mood, and your overall well-being? Leave me a message and I'll be right back after the commercial. Welcome back to The Leveling Place. This is your host, Shantae Golson, where we're now going to identify what these warning signs. Before we went to commercial, I asked you, how does burnout affect your energy levels and your mood as well as your overall well-being? And what are the warning signs that indicate you may be experiencing burnout? We're going to explore now. Now, the cycle of identifying rather red flags and the ignored warning signs comes with a greater uh, emotional expense. It's important to recognize the red flags and warning signs of burnout. And what I would like to do is to discuss the cues in which are often ignored in the beginning, but can lead to exaggerated symptoms over time. Before we get started, I want you to leave a message and tell me what are some warning signs that individuals may overlook and how can they address them proactively? If you don't want to leave a message on on the podcast platform, feel free to go over to my YouTube channel to share a comment about your particular response to the questions. Number one, what are some warning signs that individuals may overlook? And two, how can they address them proactively? Now, what may seem repeatable is worth repeating because I wanna make sure that you truly understand the concepts of the red flags and the warning signs of burnout because they are so unrecognizable initially. It's like a small seed that you don't know that's there and over time it grows into a large tree, but you can't help but to see the tree at this point because it's blocking the view of your life. It is hindering your functioning. And so when it comes to achieving life-work balance, yes, that's my spin on work-life balance because I want to be an individual who focuses on life and its meaning and purpose, then work so that I can have full balance and thriving in all aspects of my life. And so what we're going to do is we're going to talk about how the physical exhaustion and the emotional and mental exhaustion affects many of us as individual as we are facing burnout 
And so if you've ever felt exhausted, overwhelmed, and emotionally drained, then this may be what you need to hear to determine if you are experiencing burnout. Let's reiterate physical exhaustion. Now, one of the red flags of burnout is physical exhaustion. And if you find yourself constantly feeling tired, lacking energy, and experiencing difficulties in getting restful sleep, it could be a sign that you are pushing yourself beyond your limits. And ignoring these limits is what causes physical signs to take a leading role in your life to further exhaustion and impacting your overall well-being. Here's a question. This is the part of the segment that I call thinking second. It's simply my version of asking you a question, giving you a second to think about it, and asking that you comment by leaving a message your thoughts or your questions. So here's your first thinking second. I want you to take a moment to reflect on your energy levels and your sleep patterns. Are you experiencing physical exhaustion? Share your thoughts in the message section or go to YouTube to leave a comment. Now that you've had a moment to think about the question, I now want to move into an area of talking to you about emotional and mental exhaustion. So this is a more thorough approach to helping you to understand burnout and its impact. Now, you are aware that burnout also manifests as emotional and mental exhaustion. And if you did not before, you now understand You may feel emotionally drained, irritable, or unable to cope with stressors that were previously manageable. Think about that. When was the last time you were able to manage something that did not go right in your leadership team or your business and you were able to cope with it better? And now identify if you're able to cope with that same situation or alike in the same way. If you are increasing in your irritability and your inability to cope with the stressor, then that could be something that you need to look at as it may be a force that's relevant to becoming burnout or already burnt out. Now, mental exhaustion can lead to difficulties in concentrating, as I stated before, and even making decisions. Why? Because, again, your mental, your mind is tired, and therefore, analytics or your your ability to think through things is not as sharp as they used to, and therefore, it calls you to sit on a decision for a while with self-doubt in sealing the deal and making that decision. Now, not only that, feeling a sense of detachment is relevant to burnout or being cynical towards work or personal responsibilities. Think about that. If you are becoming negative Nancy, and that is not your original character, then consider 
taking a look at that. And if you're cynical towards the people you work with, the people you manage, and even your personal responsibilities that you don't want to be bothered with, this is how that shows up in your functioning. At some point in burnout, again, I've made mention that there are seven stages. You get to the point that cynicism becomes greater and it's difficult for you to care about things, people, places, and even your own responsibilities. So check in with yourself. Here is a thinking second. Have you noticed any signs of emotional or mental exhaustion in your own life? Share your experiences by leaving a message or going to YouTube and leaving a comment. So I provided you a second to think that through. I realize that you need more time. So if you need to pause the podcast to write the question down and to process with yourself, then that is more than okay. I would encourage you to journal these questions with yourself intentionally so that you can gain some momentum and understanding where you are. And in our upcoming episodes, I'm going to provide tools for you to be able to assess and understand where you are as well. Okay, ladies, we're going to take a short break. And when I come back, we're going to be talking about uh, the understanding of burnout and its effects on the financial and relational aspects of burnout. So stay tuned. Welcome back to The Leveling Place with your host, Shantae Golson. Now, if there has ever been a moment to really reflect on burnout, I am going to give you a doozy here. We're talking about exhaustion to empowerment and understanding burnout and its impact. And the only way that we're going to have empowerment is first understanding the underlying problems that is causing us to function differently in our lives as a result of burnout. Now, before I left the break, I share with you that I'm going to be talking about the financial and relational effects of burnout. Now, burnout can have far-reaching effects, and this includes playing havoc on your financials. Can burnout itself bother your financials? No, let's be realistic. But the emotional exhaustion and the desire to feel yourself again has everything to do with what you choose to spend your money on. Oftentimes when we are not ourselves, we try to get back to ourselves by doing things, going places, hanging around people, maybe not so much because in burnout, you kind of want to isolate. But we could spend more money than we usual, usually do simply for the fact that we're trying to find an escape, if you will. We're find, trying to find something in partnership that will make us feel well again. Because in burnout, we're not well. And that's why this is a whole centered approach on holistic Being holistic means being whole. And remember I shared in a previous podcast that when you are 
burnout, you have the difficulties with self-care. But understanding that the repellent to burnout is increasing your self-care and being intentional by learning how to reset yourself by individual activities on a regular daily basis, i.e. a self-care regimen, routine, or ritual that can help you to bounce back to reset yourself so you won't get so far in the burnout process. And so being financially astute um, is going to be very important. And sometimes you're tempted, you're tempted, you're just tempted to go out and do things so that you can feel whole again. I get that, been there and done that. And so with that being stated, you've got to be very conscious of this concept because you could find yourself in a financial bind. Let's talk about relational challenges. But before we do that, if you have any comments or questions, feel free to leave me a message to let me know what's on your mind. Relational challenges can often show up as a result of burnout. Do you remember me sharing with you how emotional and mental exhaustion affects your ability to think clearly and affects your ability to want to be bothered because you are irritable and you have less capacity to cope with stressors that you once had before and therefore having problems with managing yourself? So as a CEO and a leader, it's important to learn strategies to manage yourself because when it comes to relating to other people, it takes energy to do that. It takes intentionality. And so when you're in this space of burnout, guess what? That sense of detachment or cynicism shows up and shows out. Prime example. If you are in a relationship and you come home and you're tired and exhausted, but you don't communicate this effectively, this is going to be a problem. Ineffective communication is one of the biggest tools that provides challenges for anybody in the relationships. Now, I'm not just talking about romantic relationships. What if you have a roommate? What if you have children? Uh, What if you are a caretaker to your parents? I mean, think about this. Sometimes the target that burnout is trying to bulldoze is not one specific thing. It doesn't have one face. You have to understand that there's something going on inside of you that if you don't pay attention to, you won't understand what's happening. So the whole purpose, ladies, professional women, and me providing this podcast to you and this information to you is to help you to overcome, help you to realize the foundation and the fundamentals and help you to understand the the tactile, practical approaches that's gonna help you to recognize these things. Nobody was there to teach me this. And as I shared before, it took me seven years to come out of burnout. Yes, because burnout is not just this handy dandy thing that I can put on and take off. 
burnout is not this thing that I can just go over to Jamaica and chill for nine days, come back and I'm all right. I may go to Jamaica and chill for nine days. When I come out, come back, I'm still in the same space. Why? Because emotionally, the same space, the same routine, the same people, the same work conditions causes a level of stress. And we've got to understand our stress cycles. My point here is that burnout is not a concept that you can just take a pill to get rid of drink a drink to get rid of, eat something to get rid of, take a vacation to get rid of. No, it's going to take time for you to unlearn, reset, and move on. And we are not even at the place of talking about the residue that burnout leaves on your life. I'll talk about that one day. If you have interest in me talking about that, leave a comment leave a message. We've already talked about how to do such so that I can school you on that information. Okay, guys, we are close to wrapping up. I'm going to take a break. And when we come back in our last few minutes, we're going to be talking about um, how to start the process of getting unstuck and to debunk the myths of burnout. So stay tuned. I'll be right back. All right, professional women, thank you so much for staying in the podcast with me. I want to talk about a few more things before we uh, close up today. I want to help you to understand that there's a myth about burnout that often stands in the way of us moving forward. Now, one of the questions that I have for you that I want you to leave a message sincerely in letting me know what are some unrecognizable things that are so easy to ignore that starts off small, but then enlarges itself, which indicates potential burnout? Let me know what you think. What I think is we have a concept of this social or societal culture of overworking. Now, I myself am very guilty of overworking and overworking for years, 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 and keep going. Now, this particular one reason is why red flags of burnout may go unnoticed because society gives us a false blueprint, in my opinion, on what work really is. Take into consideration this. If work was what it truly is and it produces the American way, then why do we work and work some more just to maintain a lifestyle, but it doesn't give us the lifestyle that we desire? You know, I'm reminded of the country Europe and how their particular culture and mantra is all about relaxation. Now, I'm not saying that we shouldn't work, we shouldn't do our best, we shouldn't uh, show up for ourselves. It's highly important that we do this. But at what cost, though? That's the question. At what cost? 
at the cost of high blood pressure, at the cost of rashes and breakouts, at the cost of back pain, neck pain, at the cost of uh, having a terrible attitude, at the cost of not keeping relationships because we're so cynical and unhappy in ourselves. Should I go on? You get my point, right? This glorified busyness and emphasized productivity is beyond me. Where is the balance? How can we show up for ourselves in every category, but do it in such a way that it feels good? That's one of the myths that I really think is highly recognized, but highly unproductive, if you will. You know, some people may say, well, just take care of your body, exercise. Yes, exercise is a very important tool to maintain your body, but what happens when stress takes away the emphasis of what the exercise is doing? Or what happens if stress is rewiring our body, if you will, and causing inflammation and other sicknesses while lowering our immune system simply because we're sitting and stewing in stress and we don't even recognize it until it's almost too late. Before I started my business, and while I'm not blaming the actual business, I'm blaming the way that I care for myself. That's why I teach self-care so hard so much at this particular point is because before I started my business, I wasn't on medication. And over time, sitting in stress caused my body to push back, to get my attention. And the horrible thing about it is, it can't be reversed. That's what's horrible about it. So believe me when I say that the culture of overworking is not, I repeat, not a good thing. Another factor to contribute to this unrecognizable misconception about burnout is the presence of misconceptions surrounding it. Many people associate burnout solely with extreme cases or highly stressful professions. Overlooking the fact that burnout can affect anyone in any line of work. Now, this lack of understanding and awareness, that, that's what leads us to underestimating or dismissing these early signs and symptoms. So I have a thinking second for you. Have you encountered any misconceptions about burnout in your own experience or conversations? Share your insight and let me know. Lastly, I want to help you to understand that the myths the lack of self-care, what we don't know, all comes back to hurt us in a concept. This is how the cycle of burnout remains and how we stay stuck. Now we can blame working, overworking, and working some more on other people. But we are the individuals who have the choice for our own lives. I'm giving you the opportunity 
to take a look at your own life and decide to give yourself permission to make better choices. Yes, give yourself permission to make better choices and to sleep better so that you won't be tired, so that you can decrease the fatigue and that you can think clearer and that you can reduce your overwhelm to temporary circumstances or believe that working long hours and sacrificing your self-care are necessary for success. Take the opportunity to choose this day. Will it be you facing burnout, affecting your life, your body, your mind, your soul, or will it be you crafting a life by design and not by default to live a joyous, happy, and fulfilling life? Which do you choose today? As we get ready to conclude today's episode, I realize that it's a little lengthier than the ones before, but I'm very passionate about educating you on the fundamentals so that you can understand what you're facing to be able to make better decisions. In our upcoming episode, we're going to talk more about burnout, but we're going to talk about it in such a way of working towards surviving it to thriving and overcoming burnout and reclaiming your well-being. So as we conclude this episode on understanding burnout and its impact, remember that acknowledging and addressing burnout is the first step towards reclaiming your well-being. And I want you to join us next Tuesday as we explore actionable strategies and activities that can help you alleviate the symptoms of burnout and embark on a journey of self-care and empowerment. Until then, take care. I wish you well and elevate your self-care activities on a daily basis so that you can reset, replenish, and be the woman that you are designed to be. Here is your homework. I want you to take note or journal about the symptoms you've identified and reflect on the ways that burnout has affected your life. Leave me a message. Tell me all about it. Go to YouTube, watch some of the videos, comment, like, and subscribe. And if you're listening to the podcast on any podcast platform, Follow me to hear more insightful, inspirational, empowering tools, teaching, and techniques to help the professional woman in you grow in your journey of change. Until next time, have a great day. Hey, did you catch when she said she'll be back on? Uh, I think she said Tuesday. Tuesday? Tuesday.